So typically, I don't really have people on the show that I've never at least like seen. met or seen yeah. or anything like that. But I know so many people that have told me that I need to have you on the show. Wow. So when you emailed me, I was like, I think I'm going to get back to them and I'll meet you this way. Wow. That's fantastic. That's so nice of you. Thank you. you. And to anybody to whoever who, yes, said that. I know we saw Dream the Heavy the other day when mm. they at uh, Funhouse and they said, you know, we said, you know, you guys need to have us on. So it's I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that other people said that. Thank yes. You. So it's very nice to meet all of you. This isn't even the whole band apparently apparently you got like no, what no. like yeah, 15 people in your band there's three others yeah there's there's three others <laughs> we, colin I, colin not here zach not here jason, jason is in new york with a different band wild blue yonder yep yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's how we feel like. <laughs> there were noises on this. Oh, shit. wow oh uh, this is gonna be fantastic good. band though one of my favorites yeah. no wonderful um that we we wanted a brass section at one point. I wanted a brass section at one point. You can see who keeps expanding this band out. Dan keeps yelling at me that we need to like not add people in. I just don't agree with that. All right. So as uh, someone sitting here in a professional scenario who has never seen you before, okay. you don't know me. No. You don't know what this is. I've seen. The Sell clubs. your band to me. Sell it. Okay. Sell it. Oh wow, man! We're uh, we're like a we're like a big trad jazz band, except instead of trad jazz, we play like surf rock, rockabilly, rock and roll, Pittsburgh garage rock, rock and roll. Pittsburgh rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's it's like imagine a small orchestra, but instead of playing classical music that people asked for, it's music that nobody asked for about um, the war. And nuclear bombs. And also uh, coffee. And coffee. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And a sun god. And yeah. And and <laughs> some and surf god. singles. And there, we want some you surf to dance. Rock in there. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the best way to describe it. We just want you to dance and have fun. Got it. Got it. So I'm detecting, I'm getting there's there's a whiff in the air of kind of some like, you know, maybe music nerd, sort of maybe trained type things going on in the air let's get what's the background what's the spider-man origin story what bit you oh man max uh, got bit first I yeah think. <laughs> yeah i did with when, the listening yeah i got i got really into uh i got really into garage in like early 2020 and it drove me down a weird path of like just finding weird obscure music from the 50s through really like the 70s and uh, then from there, Dan joined, and Dan was like, listen to these bands, and was showing me, like, neo-psych yeah. music and uh, different garage, later 90s, 2000s yeah. A lot of that 2000s, 2010s yeah. garage stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then we uh, we kind of just came together. I wrote music. I started writing stuff in 2020. I wrote the first couple of songs, and then 2021 wrote even more, and, you know, here it is. So we found a direction kind of finally of, you know, what we sound like. And it's, uh, it's different. I think it's still, it's like not, it's still changing. It's, it's yeah, constantly yeah. changing and evolving. And I think it's always going to change. Oh, too. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like the, that's the goal really when you're an art artist, it's like so much of life is about the 
the journey and not the destination. And I think that that is like really what the thing about art is. There shouldn't be ever be a part where it's like, oh, I finally found what I'm doing and now I'm in my comfort zone. Like making art in your comfort zone is like the most frighteningly boring thing to me. Like you should always be trying to like Mm -hmm. do something new, try new things Mm -hmm. and just like experiment. Otherwise, like what's the point? Right. Really? Especially it's like the, the world doesn't need any more art. Yeah. No. Really? Right. Like there, there's plenty. There's plenty enough. So there's it's enough. like, what are what's the interesting thing that that we could contribute to the conversation to hopefully make it worth our time and maybe the time of the people that hopefully will come, you know, cut a little rug. Yeah. So at true. the gig. Absolutely. Exactly. True. Absolutely. For sure. I think also the problem is a lot of bands, if they even master that sound and give it, if they release a second album and it sounds exactly the same, they get like attacked because it's like oh you're doing the same sound you guys were doing before it's like but before it was new so i think that's like a trap i've always seen bands do where it's like okay well as soon as you find that thing some people will just hate on that that thing it's the artist curse it's either either you change too much or you don't change enough Mm -hmm. uh that's the one thing where i've always been afraid and it's like weird to say this out loud but maybe you'll understand what i'm saying like the the thought of being like a legitimately successful artist not like you know low scale like hanging out with friends and like playing dope shows and maybe making a little bit of money like that's success but i mean like big 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 shit where like now like your creativity is like people other people's like livelihoods rely on your creativity mm-hmm. and other people's opinions everybody's looking at you through like a such mm-hmm. you know I need you to do this thing. And if you don't do it enough or you do too much of a thing, it's like, shit, that sucks. Like to be so like, uh, relied upon mm-hmm. for your like creativity. So yeah. it like frightens me that idea of like, not just, I, I feel very comfortable that I still continue to be in this place where I could kind of do whatever I want and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's really like, I've never been like signed to a label or anything where people were like, we need you to write 15 new songs and they all need to sound like that last one that you did that was really, really good because right. we need to or get the We radio want you hits. to go this new way. So we brought in this guy. He's going to put a hip beat behind. Like, uh-huh. and just like they try to change the sound anyway. Right. I, I've noticed yeah. that when an artist gets signed, it's almost like, okay, well, I'd like to add this instead. About 10 years ago or so, um, I had some buddies that played in a really, really good local indie rock band. And for the for the sake of kindness, I won't say it out loud. You're gonna tell us afterwards? I could. All right. I mean, they're <laughs> they have they, they haven't played in a really long time, and they're all really good dudes. So they were in this band really fucking tight, really good indie rock band. Anytime you would see them live, it was just very like, you know, like hard like they're like getting all fucking sweaty the vocals aren't perfect like they're really giving it you know um they had an opportunity to go record in like chicago or something with like someone that like assistant engineered a weezer record or something you know on paper it all sounds really good right and like they go and they do all these songs with them and like these songs that i've been hearing live you know, for years or get recorded and it sounds all nice, but it sounds like all of the attitudes been like scrubbed out with a Brillo pad and it's all clean and the vocals sound like so like it sounds like like homies just like scared to even sing. It's all like perfect and like mm-hmm. melodyned and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. We, like mm-hmm. completely ruined it because like this person that 
was brought into your situation didn't actually understand your vision at all but knew you know? they had to change something in order to get their name on it or do something. totally so totally they, i they, mean they it's had like, to do something to yeah, it but. i mean now you you can easily say like mm -hmm. hey i have a record that was produced by you know so and so or whatever right. but mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't make sense right. you yeah. know it's like going to uh what, what's what's like what's a pittsburgh thing it's like uh oh, going to Permanis. On a and expecting like you know a good slice of pizza. Yeah, mm. yeah, out of your fucking mind. Yeah. I do like their boneless wings. I think they're. Boneless I think they wings do. If they have pizza, pizza deals on, but they oh, don't have pizza. Some weekday. Well, or do they? No. The, so the Pramanis that are like the suburban Pramanis. Yeah. The, those ones have pizza, flatbreads. I was gonna say Mon Monroeville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. those yep. aren't. Those are not real Pramanis. Wow. That's that's a hot take. Hey, I agree though. I can see why. This. Yeah, I don't think those are real Permanis. Real Permanis is Strip District, Southside, Oakland. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if there's any others that still yeah, exist. There might, might be. be the only you ones. you yeah. slip on the floor from the grease yep. when you walk in. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They get closer to Applebee's the farther out you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You should leave smelling differently than you came in. Fire yeah, race. I won't have and like, names Also, too, there's the the last time I went to a suburban Permanis, and I love like how much of a podcast this is where we're like completely off track already, but fuck <laughs> it. Um where I went to the one in the waterfront. Oh yeah. And like the sandwiches are half the size. Mm -hmm. It's, it's bullshit. Good. They can trick you. Not good. And the meat's not as good either. You know, I don't. I don't think the meat's as good. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is literally. You can make some sort of a metaphor comparative to like, oh, this is like something that used to be like raw and like go fuck yourself type mm -hmm. of a establishment. And it's like, don't take that and clean it up. Permanis yeah. just needs to be Permanis. The charm of it is that it is like a big messy sandwich. And the charm of my friend's old band was that it was a messy a kind big, of messy raw sandwich. indie rock band. What a Ooh. Pittsburgh metaphor. I'm here for it. Yes. I think we bring that Pittsburgh messiness to our, our shows yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I've always liked that about music. Cause I started with punk. I always yeah. like raw emotion. That's what attracted me to music. Cause I didn't know how to play guitar. I tried keyboard, but drums were like, and percussion and stuff. That's what fell in for me. But I've always enjoyed that. Just like it's not perfect, and it needs to not be perfect because mm -hmm. when it's perfect, everyone can tell mm -hmm. that this has been like tuned or whatever worked with or stuff like that. Yeah, there's something that is. I don't know if it's like a result of me just listening to too much music, or maybe knowing too much about like how the metaphorical sausage is made, or mm -hmm. we'll say maybe pastrami since we're you know in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, where it's like I can listen to a record or like see a band and you can just tell sometimes when it's like maybe too dialed in. It's like an overcorrection. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with being proficient and knowing how to play an instrument well. Mm -hmm. But like you don't have to be a robot. And that's the thing about like rock music that makes rock music good to me is that it doesn't have to be like on the beat. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm I'm never gonna go into a studio and not record to a click track. But also it's like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it can be like basics you have to learn I don't, if you want to do studio stuff. Yeah, I also don't need to like highlight every single track in the DAW and no, map out all the transients and quantize mm -hmm. all the drums so it sounds perfect. Like yeah. that's not fun. Which well, sounds like, abnormal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it becomes so like the and there's there's actual science behind it too of like if it sounds too good it doesn't com connect with people's like natural offbeatness. Sure, it's like a like whenever you so 
okay side tangent again my brain is fucking zooming today i haven't even had any coffee i don't know what the fuck's up with me maybe that's the thing maybe coffee's mm. been holding me back mm. the coffee conspiracy that's another side tangent but i've Actually, never i've never i've never, I've never i've never talked out loud before i'm sorry <laughs> um okay so I completely forgot I was even going to say. What the fuck were we talking about? We were, we're oh talking about the beat. conspiracies. No, 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 I was before. looking for like patterns in music. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, oh, the mistakes, the oh, mistakes oh, like make with, it interesting. Uh, we're so not like mistake, with, uh, but... with, with the social media app, TikTok, I have a hard mm. time with it because of that like robotic voice that everybody uses on their clips to like auto dictate things. Mm. Like, 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 like this is the new best sandwich place in Pittsburgh, yeah. you know? Like, some of them some, are pretty funny though. Sure. <laughs> but there's some, I mean, some people are good at TikTok, but it's just like the, um, that like whole, like that voice that's mm -hmm. very uncanny valley mm -hmm. when you hear a voice like that talking. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something similar to like what you were saying, Max, with the, uh, with music that is like, it sounds too perfect. Yeah, it's like hearing that like robotic, like voice to text thing. Right. right. It's like, it's like, I'm basically hearing like that version, but in music, I can tell right. this has all been digitally manipulated and yeah. it seems there's off. nothing fun about it. I think it. there's definitely like a musical uncanny valley, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't feel natural whenever you take it that far, you know, you yeah. need to have that natural feel to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and I think that like, it's like a, a combination of things where, I mean, I'm very happy that as a society of creatives in this modern world of modern technology, that we have the capability to create and do whatever we want from wherever we want. Like, you know, if we wanted to, like, we could, like, record a song right here, right now, mm. and release it worldwide in, like, Two hours. You want to? Can we? We're doing that. <laughs> it might be more interesting sure. than me talking about pastrami. We've got everyone hour. here. No, no. You're a bass player, right? Or are you guitar? Uh uh. I make um, beats, baby. Oh. We could use that. He's in the that's, lab that's mixing cool. up yeah, beats. We could, we We've got this like dancing track like coming acid out. Jazz? I also yell, I yell a lot on microphones. Oh, that's, that's fun. I do too. I put them in my mouth. Mm, I, got, yeah. I, I got some really good Sometimes shots. the audience puts them in your mouth. Sometimes <laughs> the audience does. And it's uh, it's it weird does. when that happens. It's, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the world is one big pastrami sandwich for your mouth, Max. <laughs> one big permani pastrami. <laughs> the, the world is your permani sandwich. <laughs> Shove it in. <laughs> but yeah, there there is like that musical Uncanny Valley. That's mm -hmm. I've never even like thought about that before. That's yeah. like, that is like a really good way to describe totally. that feeling that I get when I hear that very just like overdone stuff mm -hmm, yeah. but enough of all of that let's dial it back let's let's bring it back around let's, let's talk it. a little bit more about the band all and right. about your approach in general to songwriting regardless of the genre and the type of music you guys are doing there is always a really interesting approach about like how a band especially a band that has so many members goes about the songwriting process my assumption is maybe that this kind of starts from like a like a small seed like maybe somebody maybe such as yourself max mm. maybe you come to the little studio and you got your little seed you're like look at this little I'm full of seed. seeds Brian. and then everybody kind of puts their little their water into it and it grows is that kind of the that that's kind of nails that, that is actually yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's i i think and i've i've said this to other people before the biggest thing about this band for me is that i play with people that i really trust musically and i with without them and without their ability to be creative and take their own influence 
I don't think that we would have the sound that we have. We could be, we could sound like any rock band. We could sound like any punk band. We could sound like every single like indie alternative band that you could think of. But I think it's the fact that we like every single thing is a different influence brought in to make Mm -hmm. one really massive thing. So I'll write a song. I'll say, hey, I have lyrics. I have a chord progression. Like, let's play on it. And then from there, Nate will come up with a riff and Dan will do a drum part and Harry will do something with a percussion instrument and Jason will do something on the keys. And it just becomes a, it becomes a full song. Mm -hmm. So it's fleshed out all together. Uh, But I think the best stuff that we've had has really come from that sort of creative process of like, let's just play it. Let's just play it and play on it like three to seven times and see what comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where our really uh, our new single, which is coming out the 15th of December, uh, is called Snake Bite. And I wrote lyrics to it. I was listening to a song and I got really inspired by that song. Started writing lyrics, started like working on a chord progression in my head, was playing it. And I was playing the song and I, I even showed it to my partner. And they said they were like, this doesn't really like sound like you guys, right? Like this doesn't really feel like a, a song that you guys would write. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I kind of like slept on it, right? I just kind of put it in my back pocket. Didn't really do anything with any of it. And then we started playing it. I like showed the guys one day at rehearsal. I was like, oh, I've got like this progression and like I've got words to it. Like this is how it kind of goes. And Dan started doing this yeah. drum beat. I started playing like a like a four on the floor, like yeah. like uh, disco kind of yeah. beat. Yeah. Sort and of like it kind of like came together. Like like instant to, like we we came up, there was like a we said, we need a bridge. And Colin, our bass player, was like, what if we do this? And just like started doing a bridge. And like uh, it, the whole thing, we probably wrote the whole song in like an hour under that, all, all time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it just comes from really trusting the people that you work with. Yeah, I think the hugest thing if you're in a band, regardless of if it's a fucking two-piece band or a nine-piece band or hell, even if you're making music as a solo artist, like you really need to be able to like trust yourself and trust the other people that are a part of what you're doing. Yeah, And uh, I think also, too, when you have so many different brains in the room, just being open to like whatever the song is going mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, You know, I think like I still make solo music because like there are some ideas where it's like I'm incredibly selfish about this and I know exactly what this needs to be. I don't need anybody else's fucking input. Go to hell. Mm -hmm. Okay, then I'll just do that by myself. And then, you know, sometimes there's like things where it's like I just have this really dope synth bass line and like some little drums kind of idea figured out. And then I'll bring that to the guys and then they work that out. Yeah. And then, you know, so it just depends. I have different things. Right. No, and I don't think that there should be fear about ideas changing. Oh, know? totally not. Yeah. Like coming in with, and you and you go like, oh, well, like I kind of wrote this as like, say, a rock and roll song. And then you start playing it and you're playing, you know, a synth on top of it. And you're playing like a, a tambourine backtrack to it. Like it just, it doesn't have to stay with an original idea. Yeah. I don't think that that's important to it whatsoever it's all part of that process of making right yeah and there's that uh like one of those one of those people that they quote all the time i don't know who said it some of those like like knowledge is knowing that you know nothing Mm -hmm. or something like that i think bringing that sort of mentality to 
songwriting and art is really good because like mm-hmm. regardless of how good of an idea you think it is you could be totally wrong well and that's know? that's really the other thing that i'm very fortunate about with this band particularly is that i have no musical knowledge i've been playing guitar for like 10 ish years for probably like seven of those 10 years i didn't really pick it up more than like maybe once every couple months right And so in 2020, I started playing a lot, right? And I was playing with our old guitar player. Did you have time? What happened around 2020? uh, (laughs) No, it was really tough to make time for it, believe it or not. Um, That was the busiest I ever was. But I started started doing that. And so I, I really have very, I'm growing and learning more technical knowledge about guitar but generally the whole music making process but i i mean the people that are in this band nate's been playing guitar for 20 years yeah i think 20 years harry's been playing drums for 20 years right (laughs) yeah no i passed the 20 i'm the oldest member of the band yeah i'm 35 and i started drumming when i was 12 Mm. (laughs) so over 20 years like when i moved to the united states that's when i picked up trumpet I said, no, thank you. Guitar. He's our resident drums. South African, yeah, by yeah, the way. He is. Mm. Yeah. Jason has been playing jazz piano for like 10 plus years. Zach went to school for guitar. Colin has been playing guitar for. So like, I am the dumbest member of this band. <laughs> oh, I, like, like I, I don't know shit about music in all reality. So it's really fun that I can just be like, I have this idea and everybody's like, all right, here's how we're going to do this. And here's how we make it happen. You write the most songs though. Yeah. I do write the most songs. I think it's a super unique approach. Honestly, I feel like you kind of come in, like you have the ideas in your head and then everyone else kind of helps build on top yeah, of that. You right. know? We all lay hands on it together yeah, yeah. as a group. The only other person who is who has been playing their instrument less time than me is Dan, who's only been playing drums about a year and a half. Well, that's not necessarily true. Well, kind of true. Drum kit, yeah. I played in the drum line for one year in high school. I played the snare. And uh, I don't know, I just picked up on it really fast. And so then they needed a new drummer. And so He is as good I, uh, as any drummer I've ever played with. <laughs> Thank you. If not better <laughs> than most of them. I think that, so there's there's a few things um, in regards to what you were just saying there. I don't really think time is a good way of telling like if somebody's good at something or not. Like mm-hmm. I know plenty of people that have played an instrument for 20 plus years mm-hmm. and they're not that great. And it's like I've met people that have just started playing and like they end up being really, really, really good. And I think it's just a matter of like more like dedication passion and actual drive yeah versus like the time right that is required and creativity too creativity too for sure you know there's always that a lot of people like i say this so many so much so i apologize for anybody who listens to my show on a regular basis but uh a lot of times people will ask me like oh like i want to start a podcast or i need to do this or do that and the thing i always tell like they're asking me like what gear do i need and things like that and i'm always just like you don't need any like do you actually care like if you actually want to do something you'll find you could figure it out from there that's like the most important thing so Mm -hmm. i'm just assuming you really wanted to play some drums oh yeah i mean i've always been into music (laughs) so i've always been like i've always played guitar and um i did like theater and singing and stuff like that so i know music so it's I have rhythm. 
it just kind of came he's naturally. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it got, just kind of came supernatural. He's got, super he's got totally. my girl, I, uh, I like to air drum. I was yeah. a lot of a lot of mental drumming before I ever even got on a drum kit. You so. said that to me. That yeah. was that was what you what you credited knowing how to play drums <laughs> to was well, I'm always yeah. playing the drums when I listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I listen to the drum tracks, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, can, well, I mean, you know, I am not a drummer, but I also understand that like as somebody who makes beats and listens to a lot of music like i understand like a lot of it is like rhythm and timing and i've had a lot of issues too like i've even caught this in bands where i'm not a, a classically trained person by any means actually me and you kind of have a similar situation where i'm the big idea guy mm -hmm. in my band and i'll get together like rough ideas of things like right. i could make a beat together and do some simple synth stuff and things like that but that's a lot different than because like, i work with like a guitar player and a bass player and a live drummer right. and it's like okay now we need to actually like try to translate the things that I'm doing and they're able to actually make them more musical and do like interesting things with it where it's like, I'm just kind of like caveman, like, Oh, thing go boom, boom, bop, bop, yep. boom, boom. And like, then they, no, no, slow down. Now. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've gotten literal texts from Max saying we need more boom, boom, pop, pop. <laughs> yeah, Max, Max is, say that. <laughs> yeah. Max is the caveman for sure. <laughs> I, am. I am. Hey, fist bump. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, when you have like, when you're able to work with other people, I, I think it's really interesting. And this isn't like a tooting my own horn thing, but you kind of said it too, where um, not having that like super trained background, I think allows like maybe some more interesting things to kind of come out. Cause not everything that I bring to the table works by any sure. means, but the stuff that does work that we're able to get together. I'm like, Oh wow. I actually think this sounds really unique. And it is a result of having like a weird idea. And then all of these people from different musical backgrounds coming together to just like make a cool song happen. Yeah. And there's no like, Oh, well this needs to be like this type of genre or this needs to be like this sort of a feel, right. you know, it's very just like, I just want to make something happen. That's fun that I enjoy. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. you you take a look at music in history and how I, I think like the best example of it is like rock and roll when it takes off in the 50s, it immediately overshadows jazz like uh, within, you know, some years becomes the most popular music among young people, among families, whatever. Right. And it it just goes to show that like you can do that you can do something very entertaining with three chords that people that play all sorts of minor scales and pentatonics or, or diminished, whatever, like it, it, they, they can't, they don't do that. Right. Just because it's overcomplicated doesn't make it good. Well, sure. And also music is a language, right? Yeah. Exactly. So if you're talking to somebody in a language, they don't understand you're gonna have a hard time holding their attention. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and also to make this a little bit more Pittsburgh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from a wise man by the name of H.G. Hines. Ah, I looked at I read this on the back of a ketchup bottle in Eaton Park when I was like 15. <laughs> it changed my life forever. And I'm not being, I mean, this is a very, really, seriously, on the back of a Heinz ketchup bottle in Eaton Park, I read, to do a common thing uncommonly well brings success. That's the H.J. Hines quote. Wow. Thank Think you, about Hines. it all the time. Thank you, Hines Thank Corporation. You. And it's pretty much one. just like... That's good. I mean, well, music yeah. is... It's like just... You don't need to like always reinvent the wheel. Yeah, right. You know, sometimes it's like... The wheel is fine. Yeah. Just... Sometimes three chords is enough. Yeah. yeah. I think at the core of it, Max is really good at communicating ideas. 
And then we're as, as a band able to interpret them. But as a band, I think we work in the immediate where like, we need to record, let's spend a weekend recording, let's get it done. And then just consistently working on it. So we're, it's always an immediate effort. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Also, we schedule our we schedule everything, which is really nice. A lot of bands don't Which schedule. for seven yeah. is nice. Yeah. That's a lot of people to schedule, and we managed to do it Excel pretty helps. well. Yeah, oh, yeah. We have two... Actually, I two think there are four chat. group chats all together. <laughs> if we right? include, like, Instagram. Yeah. yeah if yeah. we include all, like, the Instagram ones, we have four different group chats. One's a business-only chat where we mm-hmm. yell at each other. If anyone posts a meme or anything, then we have the shit post meme page yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> and then we have, like, the casual one where we former members are still hanging out in that yeah. one so like, <laughs> it's like general chat yeah that's yeah. just the yeah. sunny days chat room yeah <laughs> that's the shit post yeah in text yeah we have uh we use slack for the bands Ooh, oh i've heard biz- of this very yeah. business i use yes. that at work yes yeah i yes, use that yes. at the startup company I work <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so we have slack i actually so I, I play in two different bands and both of them use slack and like we have different channels one is like the shows one is the recording one's the merch like you know just very do you have a discord no Oh. But it's pretty much the same. It's, a, it's very similar. Yeah. It's like business Discord. Yeah, yeah, it is very. It's it's super duper similar. Yeah, it's pretty much the same concept. So, but yeah, I mean, like keeping all of that stuff organized is huge, and being able to just like stay on top of things and schedule things. I mean, it's impossible for me to not schedule things. My entire life mm-hmm. exists on a Google Calendar yeah. and like a spreadsheet. Unfortunately, it's but it's just the way That's things have goes. to be. Right. You That's know. how unfortunate I think we all live, which yeah. is the bad thing. We'll figure out what helps. I mean, I, I think day. I would rather I would rather like have my life organized than be unorganized. That's I wish that I was like capable enough to just like keep it stored up here. Yeah. I tried doing the physical planner thing for a while. No, paper and pen. No, can't do it. I got to move things around too much. Yeah. Yeah, same. Plus, your phone's always in your pocket, so it's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, but even that has wrought some pretty pro problematic things for me because my whole phone is just full of notes there's that freeform one i don't know if anyone has an iphone where it's basically like a big pad you can just do whatever you can put shapes on it you can do shopping lists so i've been doing that but now it's just this big (laughs) messy like thing where i have to zoom out scroll back in because you can zoom out as much as you want and zoom in as much as you want is it it, you zoom out and it looks like uh like the it's always sunny gifts for mother in yeah, red. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that's so funny and i have to draw the notes on the screen it's just a mess mm. with uh sunny days and uh recording in uh the music that i haven't listened to because i'm a fucking awful podcast is my as soon as the mics are off we're just gonna all bust <laughs> out of and like... no no i i will actually probably go out of my way to see you live as soon as i can all right so oh, great You'll have to tell me about some shows. We have sure. one. We have a big have one, one more in February. Sh- oh, okay, great. Oh, very cool. Come to that one. That'll be yeah. But aside from the the live performances, uh, you had mentioned a bit about like uh something about like recording and like immediate and having to do stuff. So do you like self record, self demo? Like what is like the production end of things like for you guys as a band? Yeah. So we uh we we did our first EP in a studio. Uh, with our guitar player uh, making it for us, our our other guitar player Zach. So we have three guitar players. Should yeah, reference yeah, that. member four hundred and fifty three. Right, it. exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was it came out it came out really good. It was very clean, and it was much more money than 
I was ready to spend. Um, no shame to Zach when you're listening to this. I, I do love the EP very dearly. Um, but we realized after that, like, I don't know if this is going to be a totally sustainable thing. So Nate volunteered to record some other tracks for us. And uh, he recorded two of our surf singles, uh, which are just two surf rock songs we had. And uh, they came out really good. I mean, we did it for like nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, 20 bucks. Was, yeah, 20 bucks. Nothing because we didn't because, pay him, yeah, of because course. Because he didn't pay him. Because <laughs> yes. he works for free labor uh, and corn chips. We feed <laughs> Mostly them. corn chips. We put them in his cage so that he, you know, works mm-hmm. harder. He gets a computer uh, motivates and me. corn chips. It does motivate <laughs> cage. Three elf bars. Yeah. And, and uh, he, he did it. And so we decided then and there we were like well if if we can do this like let's try an album Mm -hmm. so we're in the process of doing a we're still working on how many songs are going to be on it but a dozen a dozen ish songs so uh and we we attempted 13 yeah we're aiming for 13 we're we are aiming for 13 but we're still talking about maybe cutting some so yeah, um, but that's that's the thing. Where there's too many albums that Max wants to record, and that we've worked on, like ideas for songs for. So it's like we just always have to be recording. And um, with so many members, it's like everybody, like we spend a day working on one song or a batch of songs, and everybody gives their take on the song, and then it just gets mixed down. We talk about it, mix it more, and. Yeah. You get the text on your phone and it says, what day are you free this week? <laughs> and then you say, this day. And they say, we'll see you there. You're not free anymore. I imagine that that process is really nice in terms of being able to distill what all um, 600 of your members are doing at any given time. Yeah. And just like actually fine tuning like what is happening on the song instrumentally right. and also like structuring things and right. just like better songwriting all in all we're not paying for studio time either so it's like we don't necessarily have a budget that it's like oh we're gonna hit the five thousand dollar budget and we need to pay all this back in you know a month and a half Mm -hmm. actually this is probably a good time to ask nathan are you charging us for this at the end is there there is a charge at the end of this (laughs) i knew it i knew it we've been talking corn chips He's getting, he's, More corn chips. he's getting a mountain of corn <laughs> chips for this. And and three new elf bars. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we get to choose the flavors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so it's I, I don't know. It's been we it's been very exciting to do it this way. I I have no experience with mixing shit. So I'll just Nathan will send us a mix and I'll say, well, what if we do these three things? And he's like, all right, let me do it. And I'm like, don't do any of those things. Let's do it this way. And so it's been re- it's been really fun. He's very receptive to the ridiculous ideas that I have. So mm-hmm. also, works. I want to brag on Nathan too. The man at one point lived in a caravan and just made songs. <laughs> like that was his a whole caravan. Sorry, trailer. Like <laughs> I like to fancy it up. Uh, but, a caravan. <laughs> but yeah, you just you had a little tiny place and you were just making songs. I did have a studio back in Virginia for a little bit that I would um, work with friends or work with my stuff. Um, I did the Maple Waves album, the the CDs that you've sewn one. And so I it's yeah, it's working in the immediate and um yeah, working with limited knowledge and trying to satisfy a, a extreme crazy <laughs> family <laughs> <laughs> with uh just crazy ideas. Cause that's fun. Like mm-hmm. we we can make uh any we could make a song right now. And cause there's never been more music at our fingertips right. than, than ever. 
So like, why not just be true to yourself and just work with what you're working with and then do it right now? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, when I started making music myself, when I was like, I started making beats in eighth grade. And I had a, a Windows 98 computer. Nice. Mm-hmm. It had an 8 gig hard drive in it. I'm like 37. So actually 38. I was going to say, I was doing the math. Yeah. So I'm like a couple years older than you. I just turned 38 a little bit ago. Um, Congratulations. A little bit ago, like three months ago, two months ago. I don't know. Time's like fucking They're crazy, crazy, man. What are, you, are you a Libra? I think I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Scorpio. Are you October? Yes. October 23rd is my birthday. All right. Yes. Oh yeah, you might you might be a bring me a cupcake. Every practice, I'll, I'll be there next. Something else, is uh, but jeez, Louise, I had this fucking computer, this Windows ninety eight computer. Um, I used that thing until about two thousand and ten. Wow, because I just couldn't afford another computer. Yeah. You know, like anytime I would record something on it, I had to like basically dump every, I had to burn everything onto hard drives <laughs> because like the computer like didn't even have an, like, I could record music, but like I couldn't like plug an external drive into it because like you couldn't even buy an external drive that worked with that operating software oh, wow. anymore. Uh, but anyways, all that to be said that it was just like working with very limited resources, but I just wanted to make music. Yeah. And that was what I did for a very long time until I had enough money to get like a nicer computer, which was actually a very old MacBook that I bought off of a friend for very cheap. That was still like an outdated piece of technology, but at least more current than the windows computer. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you know, and uh, the whole thing now with self-recording and stuff i think that it's too easy to get lost in the sauce because there's like way too much that's available especially in the world of like like plugins and all this stuff it's so easy to make it feel like i need to be doing more like this can't be right but then i like think about like some of my favorite albums of all time which are like you know some older records Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they didn't record this on a fucking computer. Right. You know, this is just microphones in a room and knowledge. Yeah. So I still like to this day when I'm self-producing stuff, just try to keep it like very bare bones. Like any effects that I'm going to be doing, I want to be doing this stuff like through pedals or through whatever gear that I have, just like very light on the plug-in stuff. And it usually tends to sound better instead of just like mm-hmm. over compressing, over affecting everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, why does this sound like shit when the demo sounded so much better? Yeah. Oh, right. because I'm just like going crazy. I like open up the channel and every fucking single channel has like six, seven fucking plugins on it, all <laughs> doing all this shit. It's like too much. Yep. But it's fun to get lost to that stuff. It is fun. But to it's get too lost much to information. Right. Too much in, I I shouldn't be able to see like that sort of, like if you like pull up like a like a crazy EQ. Mm-hmm. that has like all the little spectrums that i shouldn't be able to see that information that's right. too much it's like you ever look at yourself in like a really really bright mirror and you're like bro mm. do i really look <laughs> like this mm-hmm. i don't need this information i don't need to see hd me yep. mm-hmm. at all right <laughs> it, with, the, with the surf singles it was very much that attitude and keep on talking but then this single that's coming out in december of 15th there's synth and samples on it and two drum sets and also percussion 
and a keyboard. It's just ev- it's everything. Just That's fun. Much. And so there's explosions on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's like there. We did get lost in the sauce on that one. But home recorded explosions, so we saved some money on those as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got a bunch of M80s and stuck them in a toilet. So mm. if if, if, you know, if I slow can down the recording to make it sound like a bigger <laughs> explosion. <laughs> um. So from a mixing perspective, how did you choose to do the two drum kits in the mix? Uh, it was a decision because it was a really fast song and I wanted all the parts to be like super crisp and because it's difficult to play the song on drums. And so I was like having Dan do the hi-hat and the cymbals and the snare like just really well and really accurate. And then also n- do another take with him doing like the floor toms and the rack and the, oh, okay, cool. The so just really accurate. Okay, but still, Dan would do extra each time. I understand what you're saying. So yeah. it was still it was basically, but it's so in the mix itself, it's still mixed as like kind of a singular unit, right? It's not like you ever yeah. like you ever like fuck with the Melvins. And hear like any of those crazy recordings that they do where they actually have two drum kits, but they're like panning like one kit left and one kit right, There's, like full kits. It sounds crazy, especially on like the kick and snare hits. It's like mm-hmm. really nuts when they go off, mm-hmm. yeah. and that stuff's fun. But I was I wasn't sure it's, if like, it's panned a little bit. Yeah, like, there's it's there's separation, but yeah, it's it's just that kind of percussion energy, and then like Harry is like way out there with tambourine and shaker, and then his bongos, and so yeah, it's an experience. We we want people to like just really listen to stuff that's going on in these yeah. songs because it's a lot of people and a lot of personalities. So this is a song that is not released yet. Not yet. Not it's yet. coming out the fifteenth of December. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's the same day that my band's playing with Dream the Heavy at Mister Small's Theater. No shit. Woo. Oh my gosh. Well, I will be there. Oh, nice. I'm excited to see your band. Yes, I will be there too. On stage, <laughs> I know. Giving you the old razzle dazzle. I'm gonna stand right up front. <laughs> I like the new razzle dazzle. If there's no old razzle dazzle in this, I'm leaving on oh, site. There's gonna be plenty of razzle dazzle. Forty minutes of nonstop razzling and dazzle. <laughs> Forty minutes razzle dazzle. This wow. is the Winter Wonder Ball. Yes. Heck yes. Yeah. Folks, go out to the Winter Wonder Ball coming to you December fifteenth. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I think this, this might be out after. This I'm is going to sure. be out, out after that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, this is coming out in January. Right? I hope yeah, you like the Winter Ball on this December fifteenth. <laughs> probably January. Yeah, because let me think. I got Dream the Heavy is on from where we're, when we're sitting here. Dream the Heavy's episode is next week, and then the week after that is the Back Alley Sound episode, yep. and then that's going to be the week of the show. Yeah, and then I didn't do one with Hemlock for Socrates because they were already on the show back in uh august your before. schedule lied to us then wow mm. the schedule lied to you did it did it did i saw hemlock for socrates they were on there they were already they've been they oh were they were already they were on, on in there. august before the before the show yeah. before everything kind of got, got announced, it you know otherwise i would have waited yeah that makes sense damn scheduling it was, it, excel sheets yes yep yeah yes. full circle uh-huh we don't have adhd google calendar <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yahoo calendar. Docs? Yahoo calendar. Man, I'm fucked so heavy Ask with Jeeves docs. calendar. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with Ask Jeeves. Yahoo answers calendar. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. So, right now, you, from my understanding of this, you have an EP, mm-hmm. that, an expensive EP that people could listen to. Yes. 
and also some self-recorded surf songs that people can listen to. We yeah. Is there anything else that I'm missing in terms of the digital releases? Right now, we also have our uh, newest single. It's called "Keep on Talking." Uh, that came out uh, November seventeenth. Um, so much after this is released, uh, but it's uh, the first one off of the album that will be released on February fifteenth, sixteenth, sixteenth. Friday, February 16th. Friday, Glad February somebody 16th. knows what's going on in this yeah, damn yeah. room. That's yeah, that's what we have Dan for. <laughs> I'm the ideas guy. He's the one who actually says, all right, here's how we do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically, if you stay up, Shut the fuck on up. the night of I'm, no, I'm February not, 15th, I'm not getting into it the comes semantics. out at midnight. I'm not semanticsing with you. So depending on where you are in the world, I think it's midnight Eastern Standard. So In England, they we'll can see. hear it early. Yeah, sure. Got it. Australia, I don't know. Now, if if you all wouldn't mind, I would like to talk to you all a bit about um, the logistics of performing live as an independent band with, you know, a big troupe Mm -hmm. of people and all that stuff and what it was like and what it's been like. You want to see pictures? I would. I, th- I feel like I, I ask. I only ask that because I feel like that would be like the the best the best way to really understand what it's like to have us all in one space. Um, you've been to Smiling Moose, of oh, course. Yeah, yeah. So we've played there th- three times, four times now. One, four, times. four times. Four. And Dan's played there. Three. I've been there three. Yeah, Harry. And what's nice is. Harry can cover on. Well, that's the that's the sunny days trick right there. Is we have so many mo- like Nathan plays bass when Colin can't make it. He can fill in on guitar. Like, Got you. I, yeah. If if someone sneaks a peanut to Dan, I'm there behind. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I, I have a peanut allergy. It's a whole thing. One time, <laughs> one time, this thing happened where I had to go to the hospital, <laughs> and so Harry covered. Yeah. It was great. So like we are just a band that can evolve. We uh, we can play with no keys or with keys. It seems like we just always lock yeah. in so. and the sound changes so it, it's it's really cool because it will have like a stripped down band we played a gig before with just four of us mm-hmm. and and it was like super stripped down just drums bass gu- and two guitars it was like a punk band and like that's basically band. what it was penn yeah. state we, we did that we yeah. did that also we went to like a basement show at penn state yep. which it's kind of nice when we're stripped down like that and we only have like 10 square feet well we did that we did that last night we played a basement in oakland and it was the same thing of like we were missing our keys player good thing we were because all the difference because we wouldn't have fit in there otherwise we love you jason and we wanted you there for (laughs) sure but but oh yeah just just for reference so this is this is us on the stage downstairs at smiling moose um it's 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 all of it's all of us there so uh nate is right there and then harry's in the back uh on the left there's Zach, Jason, uh, Colin is back behind Zach. We're we're just squished. I'm like I'm like Got in it. the corner, and there's like I don't know if you're familiar. Like downstairs, there's that pillar, right? Oh yeah. So like you, the the drummer gets secluded to this dark, dusty <laughs> you corner. Can't hear. You can't see. You can't hear. Nobody <laughs> can see you, and it's just you're just behind this pillar. It's, it's fun, I guess. It's great. I hate the downstairs stage there. I gotta say, I love the Smiling Moose, but I'd rather play upstairs. Yeah. And that that's funny coming from somebody who, like, for a while they were only letting bands play upstairs. Yeah. And all the bands play upstairs said, "Can we please play downstairs where there are people?" Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that was our always comp because like no one ever came upstairs for the shows we played up there. But yeah, I mean, it we really lucked out in that sense. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, logistically speaking, um, we we have it down to kind of a science at this point. We we tear down and put everything up in under ten minutes. As long as somebody's backlining, and you know, even if they we have to switch out amps or everything. I mean, we're quick. We did uh, Musa Palooza, which was down at the Smiling Moose, also, and they were like, "You need to be on." In 15 minutes, you have 30 minutes to play and you need to be off in less than that, like 10 minutes, right? And everybody was worried that we were going to be the ones that ended up pushing all of the times over and thus pushing everybody back later into the evening. We were on in 10 minutes. Everything was set up. We were ready to go. We were mic checked everything. 10 minutes flat. We played for 25 minutes and we gave everybody like an extra five minutes as a res- as a result of yeah. that. You you can't really fuck around when you have this many people. Yeah. And we learned that pretty quickly because it's just <laughs> it's just too much there's too much shit going on. So everybody comes in, amps down, pedal boards down, guitars plugged in and we just we, we go and that's yeah. it. So that's the logistics of it. There's nothing else to it. It's just quickness and sure. knowing what to do. Sure. And just like being able and willing to adapt to whatever situation right. the, the the world brings you. And right. going to all the situations. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Not not being so concerned. And uh I, I've definitely been in bands where it's like people need to be on their certain side of the stage right. and people need to be things need to be set up a certain way. Yeah. We've abandoned no. all of that. Yeah. 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 I don't think any of us are very we particular. Can. No. Yeah. I like to be front, but only because I'm singing. So it makes most sense. I want to be front. front. And I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm I usually to next to Dan, Dan because I'm also kind of drumming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to put Dan in the front and I'll stand in a back corner and I'll sing. And you I'll get to stand behind the pillar yeah. next time. In the dark. Yeah. In the I dark. feel like that'd be great. I'll dance as much as I do too yeah, yeah. and move around. What It'll if we be... just hang a light and spotlight you just in nope, the dark? No light. <laughs> I don't want any light on me. Just darkness. <laughs> uh, there was a, a while when I was playing in like more of a hardcore punk band and um, we would do a lot of like, you know, basement DIY type shows. Mm-hmm. A lot of situations where like they wouldn't mic the drum kit at all Mm -hmm. like it was pretty much like there's a pa for vocals that's it yeah Yeah. so we started like changing our stage setup where like we would put like all of the cabs like everything behind the drummer and push the drummer out front so everybody could hear it so we could hear him too and we would like play like almost more in like a straight line versus like a traditional like drummer in the back Mm -hmm. like you know guitar bass and then vocal in front which is kind of like a diet like a diamond in a way, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that, we would be more in a straight, straight line, line with everything behind the drums and That's the drums smart. way out. So you mm-hmm. could like hear everything better in a space. Yeah. Put your amp behind me. I like that idea. That's a really good yeah. idea. Because we do play, Um, I guess maybe we're moving towards not playing as many shows like that, I would say. Yeah. But we still have them pretty frequently. Like those grimy yeah, basement shows. Yeah, if you find yourself yeah. in a basement show, put all the amps behind the drummer. Yeah, yeah that's actually, a great I was going to say, last yeah. night, that's how that Zach really said it. That's yeah. why I could hear Zach yeah, really good. well during yeah. the whole show. Yeah. Yep. I love those shows, though. Oh, Sweaty basements. We just played one last night. You can't beat that energy. Yeah. You know? Especially, yeah. we just got into, like, the Oakland scene. Yeah, I, I miss it. I feel like, um, I don't know, the, my days of uh, hanging out with underage kids drinking. Oh, totally. Are behind me. Yeah, I feel and a for little, good reason. I, I feel <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Valid. I mean, I never had a. a I actually, I, I should probably clarify. I was never really, even when I was like fucking like twenty three playing those shows. I was like, man, this 
whatever, but it is what it is. I'm in a hardcore punk band. This, right. mm-hmm. They're not letting me play a fucking stage AE anytime right. soon. Uh, so, you know, but yeah, it just got to a point. I still remember very vividly, like the last time I played a show, it was in, it was one of the Oakland venues. It's not, I don't think that they do shows there anymore, but they, those fucking houses change names all the time. It's hard to keep up with yeah. who's doing what, but uh, it was, it was in an Oakland show and we played a show and the show was fun. Everybody had a good time. Yeah. I had a good time, but also I was like, there's way too many people here drinking and I'm you know, 32. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done. Right. We did yeah. a basement gig once where on the way out, me and Nathan drove together. That was the, what was the one we drove really far for? Was that the Penn State Penn one? State, Probably Penn yeah. State. We, <laughs> we get there and Nathan, like I have all my equipment out in the front and I'm waiting for Nathan and Nathan says, come help me with these people. And so we walk to the back and there are just people sitting on his amp and they're like, we don't know if these are your amps and like just really causing a ruckus for us. And we had to kind of scheme a way for me to pick one up and like get them off the amp while Nathan could grab the amps and go because they were for some reason not convinced that we were in the band that just played even because they didn't yeah, see that us. Was, there was a lot of people yeah. drinking at that show. Yeah. It, but uh, last night at, there, we played at West Egg and that was a sober show. And that was that was really cool. Everybody came and did their thing. Mm. And the Just audience was really respectful. I, I think I, I could say this. If I if I knew that I was playing a sober show, I yeah. might be able to play a basement show again. Mm. Yeah. yeah. TV Norm played and they were fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are great. Yeah, that was a great set. Yeah. It was it was really awesome. Because I think that Shout like, out TV Norm. I'm like I I'm still I've always been very supportive and happy that that like scene exists because it is super important especially for newer bands younger bands and not necessarily like young in terms of like the age of the members but the longevity like the age of the band itself right like you need a place there's not i mean there's plenty of places to play in in the pittsburgh area but there's a lot of like awkward social segregation between different venues and like some things just don't work in different spaces for whatever reason i don't know what it is and people out of college for some reason are so much less receptive to like listening to bands that they don't know i find that like the all of the oakland shows that we've played there's people there who have never heard of us never seen anything that we've done just like wanted to come out and have a good time and listen to music and it's like you could play Club Cafe on a Friday night and get like 12 people there or play Oakland on a Saturday and get like 120. Yeah. Right? And it's like one one side is like, well, this is a legitimate venue, but because I'm not well known enough, I'm only getting like friends and family or people that we know or people that have seen us before. Mm-hmm. Like you get such it's it the the college scene really does give you a different kind of exposure to people and fans like people that you will develop as fans eventually yeah like it's just it's such a different feel and it's so much more i don't know it's more liberating because it's like you know you're just it's not like a professional venue like the the amp doesn't work or the the pa doesn't work like people are fucking drunk and they're just like stumbling around and like you're just you're just doing your thing doing it yourself and it, it impresses people just that you're like here doing that all the drum heads are broken through literally. all of them. <laughs> oh my god that same that same show, that same show literally the kick drum head broke twice yep two times i fucking stomped my foot right through that drum head i don't know what was wrong with it i don't know if it was me if I'm just like super freakishly strong or something, but uh, it was a problem. It was an issue. <laughs> He's really strong, and his I really screwed over the guys who went after us. They went on like I don't know, twenty minutes late. They had to like find a drum head or something. 
Sorry, guys. Whoever, Every, sorry. I don't remember who Everybody it was, left. but it I'm was really the, sorry. <laughs> it was the harmonica player from Ma'am. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Shout quick, out Ma'am. Quick draw, cut shawl. Yep, yep. Sorry. Sorry, was, quick draw. Sorry, quick draw. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Lots of bands getting shouts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? Shout out Radiohead. <laughs> Shout out Bad Religion. <laughs> like their older stuff. Hmm. I, you know, I think that it's... Uh, there's an interesting thing where the the Oakland and like house venue thing. I think there's just like a a different type of expectation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say a lower expectation because that's not the right word. But I think sometimes when like you're bringing people out to like or trying to convince people to come out to like a, like an actual like a more legitimate venue, right? There's a different expectation that's totally. Set. You know what I mean? People are like, oh, like okay, well. I'm going to have to pay for parking and like, oh, if I'm going to want to get a drink at that venue, it's like, you know, right. it's going to be $10 for that Iron One City beer. IC. Yeah. Where it's like mm. you can buy a case for that and go to the same show in Oakland right. if it's not a sober show. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's, it's just exhausting. There's something about like, sometimes I think going to like big shows, it mm. could be, it just feels exhausting. I catch yeah. myself doing that too. Totally. I find that like a lot of the local shows that I tend to go to, especially like I, I run with a lot of like the local heavy metal scene and there's, um, there's a venue up in Allentown called the shred shed. Yeah. They, they, they do a lot of metal shows there. It's more mm-hmm. of a DIY space, mm-hmm. um, but they have like a, an actual, like there's a, like a nice stage and a PA and stuff in there. Like they did a good job, but it's still in a basement. Right. Right. Um, and like I'll find myself like, oh, it's so easy to go there because I know it's like I know where I could park. It's really simple. It's not like this big thing. But then it's like if I have buddies that are like, you know, playing at Mr. Smalls, shout outs, we're playing at Mr. Smalls December 15th. Boom. It's a little bit more of a thing to go there. Right. Mm. No, but totally. the show's gonna be great. So I really encourage you to get over your, your fears of parking. <laughs> and we're gonna have <laughs> and there's gonna be sunny days representatives there regardless. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's just funny. Um it's 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 really interesting trying to get people to come out, and especially as you get like older, it doesn't get any easier, right? You know, I don't really have like friends in their like you know like late teens, early twenties, the people that are just like vibing that can just don't have the responsibilities. All my right. friends are in their fucking thirties now, and it's like when I'm asking somebody to come out to a show, it's like okay, <laughs> babysitter work, all mm-hmm. this other, you know, it's just that's the reality of the situation I'm in, right? Which is cool. Life's a beautiful thing. It's not all about my art. Right. But I want people to come out to my goddamn shows. Right. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. Playing for other bands is no fun. No. We've no. done it. And I think that's just like, you know, you pay your dues. Mm-hmm. You do the shows where you, no one comes. Yeah. Like, we did a, a show, uh, my other band, The Maple Waves, I'm the drummer for. We did a show at Thunderbird and we were just a two piece and no one came. <laughs> like, it was just one of those like really cool times. Like, this is an awesome stage and this is a really cool crew. <sighs> Wish the people would have shown up. Like, yeah, but that's what it is, man. Totally. Yeah, it's it's also hard too to do that that sort of grind as a new band when you're like trying to play as much as possible because you need that experience, that stage experience, especially mm-hmm. with what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, how many inconvenient situations can we put ourselves in because it's actually good for us to know how to troubleshoot, like. Right. You know, are you going to be in the corner again? Where, where are you <laughs> yeah. going to be able to be, you know, all that stuff. But How many like, times have we figured it out? Yeah, you yeah. could also play like too much, though. You do run that risk mm-hmm. of 
oversaturating oh, yeah. yourself in, in Pittsburgh. I think yeah. there's ways where if you're a band that is able and willing to like mix the types of bands that you play with, I think there's a lot of cool opportunities. It seems like that's something that, you know, you guys have been doing. I was just going to say, I mean, we're, we're really fortunate because although we do have a sound, right? And I, I would say that I would say that we do have like a sound and a feel and you come and you see us and you go, oh, OK, I get it. Right. Um, we are very malleable and we've played with bands. We've played with, you know, very DIY indie alternative bands. We've played with heavy hardcore bands. We've played with, you know, psychedelic jam bands. We've played with all sorts of people. And we can adapt ourselves. However, we've got enough like material that can be different and can be moved around in such a way that it really just comes down to what our set list looks like. Yeah. And so it's really been, I, I mean, like, you know, we've got, we've got directions that we're moving in now. And I think this year, particularly, we, we were honestly just talking about, you know, how we really oversaturated the market with us this year. Right. <laughs> And next year, we're cutting down our shows a lot. We're not going to do nearly as many in Pittsburgh. I mean, we did close to 50 shows. Yeah. We did, we've done, I think in 2023, we've done 48 shows, yeah. 50 shows, I think. Right. Which is a lot. And in most of, I'd say, 90 plus percent in Pittsburgh. So it's like, you do oversaturate the market. Right. But I think, it, 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 like you were saying, it's a good learning experience. You get that stage experience and... Blah, blah, blah. Right. So You try new venues. Yeah. I mean, we've been really lucky to play, you know, the places that we've played. We've played at the Fun House like three times this year. We played uh, at Club Cafe. We played at, you know, when I was starting a band, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be really cool if we could like play this place someday that I thought would be like years down the road, right? Yeah. So it's it's really, it was it was a really great learning experience, but I think that like we've come to this understanding that like, you know, it's okay if we don't play three times a month because it makes more sense logistically. Um, but so that's really do, I mean, doing that has really helped us just overall. I was going somewhere with it and I completely forgot where that's it's all right. good. ADHD. We've been going to Morgantown, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. We want to get that more. Trying to reach out to more like regional yeah. Cleveland, you know, back to Morgantown. I loved one, two, three oh pleasant. God, that amazing. place is awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, Shout was, out honestly. one, two, three pleasant. Yeah. Maybe we'll get out so. to Philly. Yeah. New Brooklyn. York. Yeah, yeah. We know some people up in Brooklyn. We just played with um Mojo, Mojo Hand, Hand, who is from Brooklyn. Shout out Mojo Hand. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Um lots of shout outs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Um <laughs> just trying to get out regionally. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of the key next year. Yeah. It's a community, baby. Yeah. yeah. So next show. Yep. What's next on the books for y'all? So uh, this is this upcoming Friday is our last show of the year, and it's our last show until our album drops in February. Oh, nice! Uh, it's going to be at two 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 Orangeby, um, and it's uh, with a two travel or a traveling band and um, Tempered, mm -hmm. who's a local band. Um, the traveling band is uh, what's I for you got it. Is, nope, their names slip in my slip in my mind. You're gonna the, the episode's gonna be yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. That's that's yeah. Wait, it was won. a great show. I know this is coming out in the future. Yeah, it, yeah, was it was a great awesome show. show. <laughs> and if you weren't there, you missed the show of a lifetime. 
Um, but the but, important one is the yes, February. But the one day. after that is February 16th, where we're going to be playing at Spirit. Uh, we're going to be playing with uh, Tony from Bowling and Century 3. We're really excited. I love about Century it. 3. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm I so excited for this both gig. Both of those bands. It's going to be a great So show. much. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like a dream bill for us. Um, I'm more excited just to like yeah. be on a bill with these people than even like play the show or do the album release it's gonna be a great gig um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> we've, we've got, got visual um, arts sos light show who yep. is from Ac i think akron the akron area yeah. but uh they're coming out to do some liquid light show it's gonna be super cool yeah then we've got our friend jamie strawberry jams tattoo she's gonna be doing flash tattoos it's gonna be cool it's like this whole thing yep uh, really excited for it spirit lodge spirit lodge downstairs. how can you go wrong with spirit lodge right? i love spirit it's like yeah. my favorite spot in pittsburgh yeah for sure so this is it's it's gonna be a lot of fun um and we're really excited for it and that's the same day that our album comes out and we're hoping that sunny days for president that's yeah, the name sunny of the days record for president yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun hell yeah yeah well that's super stoked for you guys Thanks, i man. will definitely do my best to be there if you're not there i'm coming back on this podcast i could probably, I could probably be there we'll just see mark it in your google calendar we'll see we'll see we'll interrupt the next episode yeah, yeah. we're gonna bro break in Remind me of the date one more time. It's it's February sixteenth, twenty twenty four. I can tell you. I can tell you right now if I'm booked or not. Because <laughs> I'm going into my Google Sheets. Is he booked? Event tracker. February sixteenth. February sixteenth. Sir, your outcast says you have no corresponding dates. February sixteenth. <laughs> hey Google, it's me Google, and I think you have the time. Uh, I got bad news for you. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Curses. You're That's okay. That's okay. Bad, <laughs> bad news. I'm bad free. News. <laughs> bad news for you. Bad news for you. I have a gig. That's okay. Damn. Well, I'm coming to that we'll, gig. Uh, <laughs> we're coming to that gig. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we're going to leave our gig for your gig. I'm going to skip the show because no one's going to miss the tambourine where's, or Maracas. Where's your gig? And then I'll, I'll Brilla Box. Oh, oh, I like that spot. Yeah. Who are you playing? I live really close to that spot. It's a DJ night. Oh. Well, you DJing? Yes. You DJ? Yes. What do you spend? That's my full-time gig. What do you do? I do just like a lot of themed parties. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's we'll rad. come to that after. Actually, maybe not. We're going to have a DJ at ours too. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Scotty. Oh, yeah. yeah DJ Flipside Scotty. The spirit shows always go late. Do you know if you're starting yours early in the lodge? What time do you think you're going to um, do that? Yeah. It's I going mean, we'll late. Yeah, we'll probably be on at like 10. We, yeah, that's when we start. Yeah. We yeah, won't yeah, be done till I feel 11. Like, I feel like if we said, oh, we start at 11, you would have said, oh, that's yeah, when yeah. start. <laughs> <laughs> 10 to um, 2. Oh, we go on at midnight. Oh, that's when yeah. I start. Oh, damn. 3 a.m. Oh, shit. Oh, that, that's actually This Friday, I'm in fucking Dayton. So, <laughs> damn. We're not coming to that one. Yeah, I know. Well, you have a show. No, I yeah. will be there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's yeah, what we're I'm not saying. coming to that one. So. No, no, guys. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me check my calendar real quick. <laughs> I'm going to check my Yahoo sheets. It says I'm free. But if anybody listening to this can make it out, I'll give you a firm handshake and maybe a kiss on the mouth. No. Yeah, no, definitely. A consensual kiss on the mouth. Yeah, if we you have to it. clarify that every it. time. It's funny, you know, it really just goes to show, like, you know, I've had a really awesome time chatting with all of you. This was a really great hour conversation. Get along with all of you. Really look forward to seeing you live sometime. There's so many fucking people in the city that are doing so many cool things. But oh, yeah. the issue is when mm -hmm. you're doing your own shit, it's Ooh. so funny. It's like our circles, like we have like very close, we have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. But our specific circles keep doing this. Yep. They never overlap. It's not, it's yeah. not overlapping right. at all, but it will someday. Yeah, of course. It will someday. That's how it works. Small city. Yeah, definitely. But not, 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 not too, too small. small. Not no. too small. They're still just right. There's just still right. plenty going just on. Just right. You yes, know, sir. like 
God, if you played 48 shows in a year and I yeah. somehow missed all of them. <laughs> well, they that, were all that in would basement. Be, that would yeah, be most ridiculous. Of them <laughs> this is how much I don't like your band. Absolutely. And uh, one of them, the police showed up. So we Actually, most of them haven't been in basements also. So it's it's pretty crazy. But, hey, you exactly. know, it is what it is. A lot of people doing a lot of things. Had you heard of us before anybody told you that we should be on your show? I've definitely seen your name on flyers, for sure. Cool. All right. The yes. flyers are working. Got to keep flyers putting them the flyers are gotta, working. Yeah. yeah. Got to keep putting those flyers out there with our name on it. I see I see all the, I see all the flyers. Yeah. I think that I like to know who's still playing and I like to know if there's new bands and I like to see what venues are still doing shows or if there's new venues. I got to I could pay attention to that stuff. That's an easy that's easy research to keep, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just doing my mindless scroll every once in a while you know you see something yeah you get the data feed and you're like what the hell is this what is this place i never heard of this place yep who are these bands and i'm like oh this is somebody that i'm friends with that lives in north dakota that's why i don't know what's going on here (laughs) happens sometimes it does but i try to stay on top of it yeah not for sure absolutely yeah can we shout out um our instagram or something oh yeah do whatever you got to do yeah follow us on instagram at sunny days pgh that's all you can to listen to our music. I don't us know. On Spotify, stream our music a thousand times so we can buy you a can sandwich. Send us Venmo requests. Oh, Permani yes, sandwich. Yes, sunny, yeah, send us uh-huh. Permani's at, at Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> Venmo yeah, us at Permani's. <laughs> Permani's gift code us at Venmo at Sunny Days PGH. Yeah, yeah. full circles, full circles. Pastrami. Do you guys want to go to Permani Brothers? <laughs> 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 well, uh, that is all folks i'll be back again next week with another episode same time same place same channel you know the drill my name is brian sykes how start the beat is the podcast take care of yourselves take care of the people around you and peace, peace. peace we're done peace we out, baby